Hey guys, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Elena. Make sure you have your coffee because we have a, a latte, latte talk, talk about. about. I know for you, Chelsea, you actually do have a latte talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on in theme park world. There is so much stuff happening in the theme parks right now. Lots of new rides, lots of events that are starting to take place. I truly do have a lot to talk about in regards to this particular topic. Okay, please spill the tea. I want to know it all. All right, so I think first, why don't we jump over to Universal Orlando Resort? which is getting ready to host their Mardi Gras festivities. Ooh, yes. Yes, that is always exciting. It has already begun. It started on February 4th, and it runs through April 16th, 2023. So there's quite a bit of time for you to get over there to check everything out because they have a lot of stuff to do. Ooh, I'm excited. I honestly haven't been since I was in middle school. Since middle school? Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been oh a while. my gosh, that is a long time. What do you remember? Honestly, not much. I remember there was a parade and I got lots of beads. This year is actually the International Flavors of Carnival. So that's going Ooh. to be fun. And the parade is definitely still here. And it's actually going to be quite a bit of fun because I don't know if you're aware, but it's pretty interactive and park guests actually get a chance to ride on the floats and partake in the parade. No, I, I did not know that. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a couple different options. You can either go about just trying to join the virtual queue once you get into the park that morning. Okay. It kind of puts you in to, like I said, a virtual queue system and if there's any availability, you're able to get on it that way. However, they are also doing another new thing, which is Hmm. called the Float Ride and Dine. Ooh. And that should be pretty exciting. Essentially what that is, is it is a reserved spot on one of the floats. In addition, you also get a three course meal and you actually have four different options that you can pick from as far as dining goes. Okay. You can either dine at Finnegan's Bar and Grill, Lombard's Seafood Grill, mm. Cowfish, or you can go to the NBC Sports Grill and Bar. Now it is important to note this is $85 if you elect to do the float ride and dine. Oh, okay. Honestly, I feel like that would be the way to go, but I would definitely pick the seafood restaurant. Yeah. Lombard's, I haven't eaten there yet, but I hear that it is amazing. Oh yeah. That, I'm a seafood girl, so I would probably definitely pick that one over all the other ones. Me too. Although, I've got to say, Finnegan's does have some dang good fish and chips. See, if I'm going to go and have like seafood, I'm thinking like crab legs, lobster, fish and chips. Mm. Mm. They're good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not my first choice when I go to get seafood. (laughs) Well, the good news is you can go to Lombard's with the float ride and dine. So definitely something to keep in mind. But yeah, that's definitely, it's really cool because it's interactive. And like I said, it gives park guests the opportunity to get involved with the festivities aside from just watching the parade on the sidelines which is still a ton of fun if you haven't done it already yeah i mean i personally would definitely do something like that just to kind of get more like a little bit more of the environment i think both will be fine like watching it from the sidelines but being on it i would definitely do that i'm really curious to see how it's going to go because i'll actually be riding on it one of the nights so it's going to be interesting throwing beads down to everyone but like i said even if you are watching it from the street it's still so much fun they have all of the dancers and entertainers and then trying to catch beads it's really truly like a party experience and they're gonna have concerts too right they sure are they've got quite the lineup coming coming up soon we have the goo goo dolls okay Marin morris <laughs> willow 
Three Doors Down. Oh my goodness. Sean Paul and Lauren Daigle. So definitely make sure that you pay attention depending on who you want to see and win. And just as a heads up for any fellow pass holders who might valet, concert nights, you cannot valet for free. So just keep that in mind. Okay, Mary Morris is one of my favorite country singers. So definitely am going to try to get there that night. And Three Doors Down and Sean Paul, what a blast from the past. I know, what a blast from the past. <laughs> and Mary Morris is pretty good. I obviously don't listen to a ton of country, but she was actually one of the ones who did the Disney Holiday Parks taping. So we got to see her perform on Cinderella's Castle. So she was definitely really energetic and she put on a great show. So if you're a fan of country, highly recommend that you go out on Saturday, February 18th to catch her. Oh, definitely. I'll probably most likely be there. I'm going to have to add that to my calendar. We got to get you an annual pass. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Lots of fun events. I do need to do that. You know, it's so crazy, the Mardi Gras coming up, but one time I would love to actually go to like New Orleans, Louisiana to go and actually experience Mardi Gras there on Bourbon Street. It would be so cool to actually get to do that and to like be there. It's always been one of those things that I've wanted to do. So hopefully at some point we could possibly add that to the travel bucket list because I think it would be so cool. It's like such a unique experience to New Orleans and to actually get to physically be there to partake in like Fat Tuesday and everything. How cool would that be? Oh, absolutely. I mean, from what I remember back in middle school of going to Universal Mardi Gras, like they honestly put on such a great performance. But to be able to go and walk Bourbon Street and listen to the bands and the floats and collecting beads and all the food, like it would just be so much fun. Yeah, it's definitely a bucket list item. But while we're talking about New Orleans and the bayou, guess what else is happening? Oh girl, you're gonna have to tell me because you know me, I'm not that good with keeping up with all the theme park news. That's why I have you. (laughs) Well, that is what I am here for. You know me, Little Miss Theme Park. But it actually, we have to jump over from one park to the other because over at Disney World's Magic Kingdom, Splash Mountain is officially closed mm. and that is to make way for the newest attraction, which is Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Oh my goodness. So two things to kind of piggyback off of that. It's so sad that they're closing Splash Mountain. I've ne- obviously never been, but th- you know they were selling that water for like $1,000 on eBay? I saw that and let me tell you what, if I realized that I could make a profit I would have because we went the final weekend we went on Saturday it officially closed on a Sunday but we went on Saturday and had I known I could have been making thousands of dollars collecting the water on Splash Mountain me and all my friends would have had empty bottles waiting for that drop fill it up (laughs) we're about to be rich Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody will sell anything and put a label on it. It's what's so funny. But the fact that the ride is closing and they're like broadcasting as this is the last of the water for Splash Mountain and it's going to go away forever. And in reality, it's the same water in the park probably. Because what's funny is the ride itself is not changing. It's going to be the same exact ride track, the same exact drops, probably even the same exact water, except the entire ride itself is just getting a wreath. So instead of the classic Splash Mountain, it's going to be Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And what's really cool is it's actually going to pick up right where the movie left off. Ooh, I'm excited. See, Tiana is obviously from Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. And I remember about a year ago, Dixon absolutely loved that movie. And when Dixon was a little younger, like if he loved a movie, that's all we watched. So not only would I watch the movie at home, but I also had the soundtrack on my phone. So we would literally listen to it going to school, listen to it coming home. So the fact that they're going to pick up from the end 
end is pretty cool. And you know what's even cooler than that? Mm -mm. So they did a little bit of a sneak peek of what's to come Mm -hmm. in the D23 Expo in 2022 in Anaheim, California. And they are actually supposedly doing an entirely new soundtrack for the ride specifically. Ooh, okay. I mean, their songs as of right now are are amazing. They are so catchy. And the fact that they're so jazzy kind of, that's, I think that's why Dixon loves them so much just because there's, I mean, he's a music guy, but to listen to the new soundtrack, I'm, I'm excited. So I think it's going to be really cool to see what new songs, because there are so many classic Disney park songs. So I'm sure whatever they are working on for Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to be amazing. Well, maybe they'll even come out with a new movie. That would be cool. Because I mean, we've seen it before, like we talked about in episode one in regards to pirates. So who knows, maybe the ride could serve as the transition for the princess and the frog too. Which would be exciting. I knew Dixon and and my mom would love that because my mom, she tries to this day to get Dixon to watch Princess and the Frog, but Dixon's like, Nana, we've already seen that movie a million times because now he's over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's so good and especially too like with it picking up because we end the first one with her finally getting her restaurant. So mm-hmm. I'm also hoping that now maybe we might get some Bayou inspired food in Magic Kingdom as well. Ooh, yeah. Especially beignets because right now the only place you can get beignets on Disney property that I am aware of anyways is if you go over to the Port Orleans French Quarter side you can get beignets there but over at Disneyland they actually have the mint julep bar and they've got beignets there and they're always like seasonal and themed so I'm really hoping that we might be able to get some beignets gumbo shrimp and grits Mm. and all that sort of thing in Magic Kingdom because it's just going to fit the whole theme of Tiana's Bayou Adventure so well. Yeah I'm I'm sure they will just to like you said fit the theme which is good because I love me some beignets and tripping crits. Mm. You and me both. But <laughs> while we're still at Magic Kingdom there is another new attraction that's getting ready to open. Okay please do tell. All right so as of April 4th 2023 the long-awaited and highly anticipated Tron light cycle will be opening over in the Tomorrowland area. Okay so I've actually never seen the movie Tron so I am excited because you said it was a roller coaster. So. It is a roller coaster yes. So I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> and it should be cool because this ride actually already exists over in Shanghai so it looks really cool over there and we were curious about what it will look like over here in Elena. Let me tell you what this thing looks so cool we've been able to see it testing and it's going to be really good if you guys are going to go and you want to see it before it officially opens. I highly recommend that you take a lap around on the people mover because it's going to give you the best manage point to possibly see some of the light cycle vehicles testing. Now is it they're going to make it kind of like the movie correct? Yes so the official description per Disney is speed across a world with no horizons in a high stakes race based on the Disney sci-fi film Tron Legacy. So it's going to be a coaster and what's really cool is all of the ride vehicles actually look like the Tron light cycles which are Hmm. essentially motorcycles. So you're going to be sitting holding on as if you're actually in charge of that light cycle racing through the grid. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I feel like I definitely would need to watch the movie before I go ride the ride. It's kind of like when movies have books and you got to read the book before you watch the movie. I feel like I need to definitely do that before going on that because Disney is really good about making their rides related to the movies. Like um, we love Gardens of the Galaxy. So they made that Gardens of the Galaxy ride last year, correct? Yes, over at Epcot. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. 
intense. Oh, yeah. And like all the characters and everything in it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, like. So it's really cool, that one too, because you're essentially like going on a mission with the Guardians of the Galaxy to go save the galaxy. And it really feels like you're part of the movie. They just make it very dramatic as if you actually are about to go on like this super secret mission to help save humanity and all of the classic characters there, such as Groot, Rocket, Star Lord. Everyone's there. So it's just really cool. And fun fact, if you are a big Epcot fan, such as myself, when you are in the queue, make sure that you pay special attention to everything if you haven't already, because there is a lot of Easter eggs that are related to the Hmm. Epcot from years past, including at one point where Star-Lord is having an interview, and he talks about how excited he is for Horizons. Horizons is a ride that was there through the 90s, super vintage Epcot. There's also some Walt Disney stuff in there, Hmm. as well as some references to Maelstrom, which is now the Frozen ride inside the Norway Pavilion. So if you're a big Epcot fan, definitely see if you can find all of the little hidden vintage Epcot references because you won't be disappointed. That's pretty cool that anybody waiting in long lines to get on a ride, but to make it more interactive for them, that's pretty cool that Disney does that. Yeah, so it gives you something to do, something to kind of keep you occupied. And one thing that I really think Disney does well is they hide a lot of Easter eggs in their queues. So I'm excited to see what all Tron might have hidden inside of there. Oh yeah. Now, speaking of Epcot, one mm-hmm. of your favorite festivals is coming up, is that correct? Yes, it is. So first, we do have to finish up the International Festival of the Arts that does run until February 20th. Do you know anything about that one? I do not. So that one's really cool. It's definitely an art-based festival. You can actually go and buy artwork from Disney artists. They're there in their booth. They'll autograph stuff. You can talk Ooh. to them, get to know them. They have live artists there, live musicians, live gymnasts, and they also do the Disney on Broadway concert series, which is really cool because it features some of the most well-known Broadway artists. That's pretty cool. I mean, back to like artists being there, just because I actually love to buy art. There's a couple pieces of my home that I personally like went out and scoured for, like from artists. Like when I lived in Alabama, there was an artist in Tennessee and I bought some of her artwork. So the fact that they're there and you get to buy actual art that they've done and they'll sign, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's really cool too, because like I said, if the artist is there, you can actually like talk to them and get to know a little bit about the inspiration behind each piece that they've made themselves, which is such a unique opportunity. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And like I said, especially too, if you're a fan of Broadway, you definitely have to go and make sure that you catch the Disney on Broadway concert series. They've got all of the biggest, the best. It's really fun too. Even Hmm. if you're not a big Broadway person, they just put on such a great performance and they really light up the whole room. It's something that's so cool to see. I'm definitely not like a huge Broadway person, but that does sound pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. But unfortunately, that is rapidly coming to an end. (laughs) Like I said, you do only have until February 20th to make sure that you get to the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Unfortunately, all good things do come to an end, but on the bright side, that means that we are rapidly approaching my personal favorite, which is the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, and that's going to be running from March 1st through July 5th. Ooh, okay, what's that? It is, in my personal opinion, like I said, the best festival. I think that Epcot is truly at its most beautiful during this festival. They have a ton of different topiaries based on all of the Disney characters, Hmm. and they're always incorporating new ones. Like this year, they're actually bringing some Encanto characters to life in the form of a topiary. Ooh, I love that movie when it came out. We watched that a bunch of times too. It's such a good movie. So it's going to be really cool to see how they incorporate that because these topiaries that they put out, they are absolutely 
absolutely incredible. They're beautiful. And aside from just the massive topiaries that they do, just the landscaping. In my opinion, like I said, this is when Epcot is at its most beautiful with all the different flower beds and floral arrangements. Epcot's essentially just full of flowers and it's it's stunning. You have to see it. I know you go to Epcot probably every weekend, but yes. probably during that festival, you wish you could probably go like Monday through Sunday. Pretty much, yeah, because <laughs> there's so much to do because not only do they have all of the topiaries and you could just spend forever soaking all of that in, but they also do the Garden Rocks concert series, which is kind of like more of the Mardi Gras style over at Universal because these are going to be bigger and more popular bands. So that's really cool that you actually get to go and see some of these bands performing at Epcot as well during the festival. Well, that's pretty cool. So obviously it'll probably be much different of who's going to play. Definitely stay tuned because they should be getting ready to announce them as well as all of the food and drink menus at the various booths. Oh, I love me some food. Me too. And let me tell you what, they have one of my favorite things at the Flower and Garden Festival in France. They have the Frosé, the best frozen rosé I've ever had. (laughs) Highly recommend. But what a lot of people don't realize with the Epcot festivals is they have these food booths at all of them. It's not Hmm. just food and wine. It's so funny because before I met Chelsea, of course, I know a lot more now. But anytime like I heard about Epcot, it was only for the food and wine festival. Like so many people that I know would go every year. And that's what's funny is because I think so many people don't realize they just hear, oh, food and wine festival. I want to try food. I want to try wine. Let me go to this. But in actuality, Epcot has the food and drink offerings at all four festivals and each one is different so it's never going to be the same thing at every single festival Hmm. and all of them are themed so it's really cool because like at the festival of the arts they have like drinks with glitter in it and stuff that's more like pastels and brights and bold like you're in a painting oh that's pretty cool and then when you have like flower and garden festival there's going to be a lot of floral flavors and drinks that incorporate that sort of thing so it's really cool so definitely Definitely, if you want to try all the food and drinks, don't just specifically go for food and wine. Yes, food and wine is great when it starts. It's delicious. But like I said, just keep in mind that all of the festivals offer this. And to be honest with you, most of the time they use the same exact locations for the food booths. So it's going to be just as many different opportunities to try something new. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have a lot to add to my calendar. Yes, you do. I legit went and bought like a paper calendar, not like a digital calendar because I do have one of those but with everything coming up and all of Mardi Gras and the festivals I just feel like I have so much to catch up on and so I definitely had to get a calendar to write it all down yeah because there's like I said a lot of festivals lots of new exciting rides that are coming to the park so there's going to be a lot of theme parks in your future Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to the Mara Morrison concert. I'm going to try my absolute hardest to get there on what, February 18th? February 18th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth it. Like I said, there's just so many exciting things coming and you know that they're going to be announcing more as time goes on. But definitely if you have any interest in any of these events, make sure that you look into your tickets now because it's going to be a good time. All I know is I need to go home and get some homework done and start planning everything out because I feel like every time we talk, I'm just adding more and more and more things to my 2023 to-do list. You really are, but that's the beauty of theme parks. There's always something new and exciting that's happening. Absolutely. But make sure you guys uh, tune in next Tuesday, wherever you stream your podcast, and don't forget to subscribe.